welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to episode 26. Today, I'm joined by an amazing guest, Leanne from South Africa. She's married and has been blessed with a handsome boy, Liam, through adoption. She is the founder of Fertility Solutions, which is an online fertility directory offering everything from finance, clinic listings, free resources, articles and advice, fertility and pregnancy latest news and more. So to connect with Liam, you can reach her on Instagram at Fertility Solutions SA, and her details would also be in the show notes. So... Welcome, Leanne, and thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, Ola. Thank you for having me. Yay. So to start off, we always ask, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I, um, well, so I'm married, um, and I have a son. His name is Liam. He's three and a half now. And we, Liam came into our lives through adoption. And I've been struggling with infertility for I, I can't even tell how long now, um, but I found out I had PCOS at the age of 16. So I've been struggling since then. So yeah, I'm 39. So yeah, you can calculate. Yeah, it's been a long time. And when you found out at 16, was there treatment options for you then? Were you guided on how to treat yourself for PCOS? No, not at all. So um when, when I found out, when I was told, so, so what happened is I actually went to hospital with my mom. My mom asked me, um, a gynae that was doing some things and she wanted to do some research on our family history and stuff because my mom had some issues, but not infertility. My okay. mom was more than fertile, funny enough. Oh, wow. Um, and with my, my mom's sisters, they both had endometriosis and they struggled to conceive. Um, so they were doing all the females in our family and then they found out about PCOS and because my mom never knew what PCOS was the first thing she said to me when the doctor told me that I've got PCOS the first thing she said to me was don't tell your auntie I won't forget those words so it was a hushed thing and it was also as if um, you know I had done something wrong there was something wrong with me Mm-hmm. because I've got PCOS so it was something not spoken about and obviously I never got um, the indication from that point on this is what PCOS means and this is what I need to start doing now I never had that oh, wow. well thankfully you're not creating awareness about PCOS and so that the younger generation can have some kind of a better understanding of what it is and how to manage it as well Thank you for that. Was there a particular time that you knew that you wanted to be a mom? So, yeah, when I, when I turned, um, when I had, after I had my first miscarriage at 21, um, I think immediately afterwards I realized, um, I, I think I I had that feeling, even though I thought I was young, um, I was excited to basically know that, oh, I I felt pregnant. Um, let's, you know, I can't wait for this to actually happen again. So, um, yeah, I think from very young, like 23, 24, I was ready. Like, I, I want to be a mom now. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry about your loss. Um, Thank you. And uh, I know that you noted that you did have uh, Liam through adoption. Uh, but yes. did you want to give us a little bit more information about your journey 
um, until you uh, decided to adopt and you were blessed with Liam? So, um, yeah, so I actually had three miscarriages altogether. Oh, wow. I had one at 21, and then I had another one, I think I was 25, 26, and then another one when just a year before Liam, well, Liam arrived. So mm. the year before, um, Liam's story is quite a bit of a medical one. Mm. Um, so the, the last pregnancy I had, um, you know, I was going for treatments and stuff and nothing happened. And then I just forgot about it. And I was like, you know, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm moving on. I'm not going to go through this again. Mm-hmm. So what I what I did was, and I said to my husband, it was like the weekend before we were going to go away on this weekend. And it was like a Friday afternoon. And my husband said, let's go over to the, there was like the social workers and stuff that was right opposite where we lived. And um, let's go over. And I said, no, I'm not going to go over. And I argued with him. And he said, like, just let's just go over. And my sister kept saying to me, and your baby's over there, your baby's over there. And I really? said, no, it took nonsense to me. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so we went over. I walk, We walked in and I said to my husband, um, you know, if this woman doesn't come out now, I'm going to just walk away. And, you know, I'm done with this story. And he said, just, just relax, just sit down, wait for her. And uh, eventually she calls us and she says, come in and, and I can help you. And I said, um, look, we would like to look at adopting or fostering kids and um or a kid and she asked me what is it that you're looking for is it a boy or a girl like a boy or a girl and I said we'd really love a little um little girl and um if she can be between the ages of zero and two years old um you know that we preferably 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 sorry want a newborn baby you know mm-hmm. and um so she said okay then write your name and your surname and your details on a piece of paper and I thought that's strange like why would you just ask for that if you know I thought it's yeah. like, oh, you must go through why do I just need to write my details okay fine we'll do it and she looked at me and she's like you know it's almost like you were sent and I thought okay weird and she says but <laughs> your, your name sound familiarly you you, you guys you sound familiar did you live in Deep River, Deep River before? I said, yes. Um, we were actually wanting to fast about two years ago. Okay. And then um, she said, okay, fine. Um, you know, just write your details down. And then, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you guys again soon. And we left and forgot about it. But prior to that, I had the last miscarriage. And that baby was due to be born on the... Um, 5th of May mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that year and um, yeah it was the same year that baby was due to be born on the 5th of May and unfortunately I had the miscarriage and the reason why I remember the date so well is my I phoned my aunt when I found I'm pregnant and I went for the scan and everything and my aunt said to me her birthday was the 7th of May and she says, you don't give birth before the 7th of May. You know what they're like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you don't give birth before the 7th of May, you keep that baby. And I said, no, but I can't say. But, you know, when baby comes, baby comes, and it's the 5th yeah. of May, you. And um, anyway, so what happened with that, when I was pregnant with that first one, uh, with, that, with that miscarriage, I had already gotten quite a bit of clothing together. We got such a little clothes from everybody. My husband's mom had bought so much clothes and 
things like that. But then after the miscarriage, I just wrapped everything up. I took it to my mother-in-law and I had some in my cupboard. I was like, I don't want to see this stuff. Just get it away from me. Because I was so upset, you know. Yeah. And um, and I was, at the time, I was so, um, you know, when I was going through that pregnancy, I, I've never felt closer to God through that time. When, when just be, while I was pregnant, I was, I felt like I was at my peak of my faith, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I, and I just prayed to God all the time and I thanked him for everything because I just like, you know, the finally he's given me what I wanted. And, um, you know, with that miscarriage, what happened was I was actually on my knees um, at the front of the church praying. Wow. And someone came behind me, uh, a lady, and she said to me, Leanne, I think you need to go to the, to the toilet because I think you missed on yourself. And then I turned it on. I said, no, I think I'm having a miscarriage oh. and basically had it in the church. Um, yeah. So so that was that. I'm going a bit off point. Yeah. And um, yeah. So what happened was with Liam's story. So we gone to the social worker. We wrote on our details. And we forgot about it. And, you know, two weeks went on. And the one day I was, I was just feeling so despondent. I was at the office and I was feeling despondent. And I was like, um, you know, my baby would have been born now. And, you know, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. I was upset and I was sad and everything. And I just stood there and I prayed and I said, Lord, wherever, I've never said a prayer like that. So I don't know where this prayer comes from. And I said, Lord, wherever my child is, you keep my baby safe. Wow. I will never forget that moment. I was standing on the balcony. I'm, 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 I'm standing outside and I'm talking and I'm saying, wherever my baby is, um, you know, and you keep that mother holding my baby safe. You keep them safe. And I prayed and I prayed if it's a girl or a boy. And I walked in and it was like this, I don't know, because I, like, I couldn't understand where that pretty came from. You know, I, I didn't really think of adopting. I was like, yeah, we went over to the social worker, but I forgot about that, completely mm-hmm. forgot about it. Um, and yeah, a few days later, it was a Monday afternoon at two o'clock. Um, my mom got a call trying to get hold of me. And um, she said, somebody called about a baby that needs a home. Um, this baby's been abandoned at a hospital. He is 10 days old. He's completely healthy and it's emergency. They need to get him out of the, out of the hospital because he's laying amongst babies that are sick and could potentially get him sick. So they need to get him away. And my mom immediately said, yes, you know, she's taking yeah. it. But asked me, like, yes, I will take the baby. Yeah, I will take the baby. And um, eventually, um, so I, I phoned the social worker and I said to her, um, I just got a call. And she said, yes, I've got a little baby boy. He doesn't have a name yet. He's, um, I won't mention the surname, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, this is his surname and stuff. I never asked what color the baby is. I never asked if the baby has all four all all like arms and legs or yeah. is anything wrong nothing i just said yes i'm taking the baby i don't care what or whatever i'm taking this baby wow. so that was the monday the wednesday um so i'm like okay so now what's happening i don't want to tell anybody because i'm i'm so used to being disappointed through everything mm-hmm. that you don't want to share this news with anybody but i I couldn't contain myself at the office and asked myself, okay, fine, this is going to be okay. So the Wednesday night, the social worker comes to us and she falls in paperwork and she says, okay, fine. I said, okay, so what is going to happen? Are we going to get this baby? What do I need to do? 
So I've got nothing. I've got no clothes, no blankets, no baby bed, no nothing, nothing, nothing. And we need to go fetch this baby on Thursday. Hmm. So this is where, no, sorry, that was Tuesday she came to us. Wednesday. So I said, like, so do we go and buy stuff now or whatever's happening? The Wednesday we go out and we go and buy everything we need. Um, my husband's mom, she and my, my husband's mom and dad, um, they just got baby bottles and, um, you know, all the formula, everything. Yeah. They just bought everything and we were buying whatever we could buy. And um, then I said, she said to me, there's lots of clothes that you need to come and check. So if you can recall, I said, I want the baby girl. Yeah. And then um, we went to go and fetch all the clothes in the bags, never opened the bags, got home. And so now we need to unpack and see what all we need, what all we got and what all we need. There wasn't one pink item in that bag. Not one. Wow. Every item of clothing in those bags were blue and for a boy. So we're like, mm, how do you buy boy. that? Even though you're asking for a girl. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I, I just, but I completely didn't understand. So if that wasn't all, my son, Liam, was born on the 5th of May. <gasps> He was oh. born on the 5th of May, 2017, exactly a year later from when my son that or, or daughter that I had miscarried was born, was supposed to have been born That's exactly amazing. a year later. So, yeah, that is That's my journey. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, so my husband's saying through all this is he was born for us yes. and not from us. He was born yes. for us. Yes. Um, so he saw it, and you know, the day I saw him, he was beautiful. I thought I've never seen such a beautiful child in my life. <laughs> he was perfect. I mean, I didn't even see him before then. I only saw him on the day that I met him, and I bawled my eyes out. I could not stop crying. I could not stop um, just looking at him. Everybody came past, and I said, "He's beautiful, isn't he? Beautiful, <laughs> he's so beautiful." And the judge just said to us, "Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to calm down so that you can sit and and just sit with your baby and stuff." But yeah, and he's still a miracle today. I mean, he's the biggest blessing we've ever had. And um, yeah, and I I always I wouldn't change anything in my in my life or, or anything in my journey that mm -hmm. I've been through because I would be, wouldn't have had him, you know, yeah. and I can't see our life without him. I just cannot see it. Wow. That's such an incredible story. Thank you. What a miracle. And it's amazing how you, you know, the other time you were standing on the balcony and saying for God to, to keep your baby safe, wherever he or she was. Right. Yes. That's, that's so interesting. I, like I do, I don't know. Like I always say, I always tell that part of the story because I don't understand where it came from that day. Yeah. I've never in all the years that I've been praying and I was praying, I'm always praying, God, please give me a baby. Lord, mm. you know what my desires are. Lord, you, you know my heart. You know what I need. You know what I want in life. I've never ever said, Lord, wherever my baby is, you keep him or her safe. So I'll yeah. never forget those words because those words were, it stays in my mind that that's what I prayed for. And he was safe. And exactly. the... the the crazy thing is that the state that his mother was in, that was another part of the story. They don't understand how he was so super healthy. And the state that his mother wow. was, his, his biological mother was in, it's, I don't, I can't even get into that right now. Mm. Um, 
yeah, there was just no way. How did it survive? How how did he survive that? You know, your prayers, your prayers. And even the yeah. fact that, you, you know, they said that he needed to get to home right now because he was surrounded by babies that were sick. So even all that yeah. time, your prayers were keeping him safe. Yeah. You know? I, I, I just think, you know, God works in, in a miracle. Yes. Um, there's so many things about the story that gets me. And, and um, God knows better for you than what you do. You know yourself. Exactly. You know, exactly. he knows what is best for you. So you might think that you want, you want to conceive, you want to have your, a baby and that it needs to be you carrying that baby. But I think he knew that I can't carry that baby. I'm too much of a stress, Eric, to <laughs> carry a baby. I'm going to stress about this baby all the time while I'm pregnant. I'm going to go to gyne every week. Yeah. He's going to and check on everything everything is not right i'm stressing about it um and it's not good for me you know yeah so he's like you know what i've got a better plan for you and he always does and this was his better plan for me and he gave me this perfect beautiful little boy um and when you you know when you get a gift from god it's always perfect it is it's always perfect you know anyone if it's anything that is from god given from god it's perfect when it's man-made, there's flaws, exactly. you know. I'm not saying that any other baby is not, but I'm <laughs> saying when you get a gift from God, please, when you get a gift from God, I feel that it, uh, that everything just works out so perfectly because it's his plan. Yes, it is. Yeah. And even the fact that your sister also said to you in a year from that, that's where your baby is, like, yeah, she you said know, to me, go, there, your baby's over there. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk nonsense, man. Go away. Don't talk nonsense to me. Yeah. Your baby's over there. I'm telling you, your baby's over there. The end. Go away. And he uh, was. Yeah, and he yeah. definitely was. And of course, you said that you're really close to God. So you think that faith played a huge role in that old time? Of course, you experiencing. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. My faith was. Um, you know, there was a time after the, after the pregnancy, I, after the miscarriage, I, it was shaken a bit. I never went to church for a little bit because I felt like, Lord, I was praising you. I was doing everything right. I was doing everything. What I I did, everything that you wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I give to, uh, to the needy. I am, um, Everybody knows me for doing that. I will give you my, sorry, it's my dog. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can edit that part out. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I'm always giving to everybody. I'm always helping everybody. I'm always doing things for people. Why would you do this to me? You know, my faith is there. I believe in you. I talk about you. I preach about you. Why, why should I go through this? Um, but it's, it was just because that, it was like he was trying to tell me, you need to have faith. Where's your faith in me? I thought that my faith was, you know, strong enough. But, yeah, he showed me that he's got, he's got a plan for me. Um, and, and your faith does play a huge role in this. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. It does. Thank God. I was so thankful for your, for your wonderful blessing, Liam. <laughs> yeah. Sounds amazing. And if you had to, because of course, I'm sure you know how in our culture, uh, adoption is not something we usually consider um, early enough. So if you, if someone lists, like, what what do you think people, what would you like people to know 
about adoption? What do you wish more people knew? It's adoption is such a blessing. Um, I it was yes, it was my first choice, um, and and I think so. This is what I'm trying to create create by fertility solutions mm-hmm. is to give to to tell people out there that there are options where not only adoption. Um, so in our culture, um, being I'm a colored, I always feel that um, coloreds and blacks and Africans, we don't have enough information out there. You know, when I was going through this journey, I struggled to find information on what to do next. My only thought was, the only thing I knew is, I must go see a gynae. I didn't know that I can actually go and see a fertility specialist. Um, I can go and see a dietitian because of my PCOS problems. Um, There is the adoption agency, so I can go and foster a baby and all these things. Those options weren't there for me because we weren't informed about it and weren't educated enough about it. And anybody that wanting to do adoption, it's, um, it's, it's, I will say just, you know, go for it. If, God has a plan for us again. You know, if, if that is what he wants us to do, and if it's pulling at you, go for it, definitely. And um, to be honest, I we're actually thinking of, of, of trying to find Liam, a brother or a little sister. <laughs> actually, a little sister this time. And so we are definitely considering it again. Um, I know even though I do have the options and know now that you know, I can go for fertility treatments and all these things, it's like, you know what? I, I think there are so many babies out there that need zones and needs the love. And somebody dealing with infertility um, and been starting to have a baby for so long, I think you would be you'd be a, the best parent out there. You'd give that baby so much love because you've been struggling so long. Yeah. So I think people dealing with infertility is definitely the best the, the best combination for a baby needing a home. And, and somebody needing a little baby. So well yeah, definitely go ahead. Well said. And of course, you know, even talking a little bit more about adoption and the fact that we don't consider it as a, you know, early enough. Uh, you no. know that in our culture, many times we actually, I think adoption has always been in our culture, right? Because uh, many of us know aunties, uncles, or even just a family friend, friend of the mom or dad that's, that comes home and leaves with us from when they're young till they're older. So there's not, it's not yeah. a, an actual legal adoption, but that's where they live. That's who they consider as their family. So lots of people are used yeah. to being raised by other families. And knowing that, yeah. why is it that we still don't consider as, as consider it more? And why isn't it much more awareness about the option? It's, I, I don't understand because even still in my culture, it's still not a, a, a it's okay if your cousin come and stay by you. It's fine. Yeah. But it's not, and that's fine. So everybody looks at it. Okay, no, it's normal. Your cousin is living by you because that happened or this happened, whatever. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to actually adopting, it's it's still frowned upon in our culture. Yeah. It's still about, but why 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 do you want to adopt? Why can't you have your own child? But they don't understand the what you are going through to try and have a child. And then now somebody said to me one, somebody said something to me the other day, you know, the other day, a couple of weeks ago. Um, why don't you try, why don't you try and have your own baby? Wow. So I said, Liam's my baby. He's my own baby. I'm his mother. 
There is no other mother. There is no other father. He's mine. Because if I if he's not my baby, then whose baby is he? As it is nobody's my baby. So he is my own baby. So whether it's adoption, whether you 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 have a baby through adoption, whether it's through um, IVF or IUI or whichever way you want to have a baby, or naturally, you're still a mother, and you and and he's and your baby is still your baby, you know. So it's definitely still frowned upon. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think the more we do the things we are doing, Ola, um, yeah. you know, educating people and getting the awareness out there, the more and more it's going to become, it's okay to do what we're doing. Exactly. You know, it's okay to 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 adopt. That's just our decision. That's just yeah. That's just how we're doing it. How we're becoming parents. Hmm. Well said. And have you had questions from again? You know, you noted a question from uh, someone just a few weeks ago. Have you had questions from strangers asking, oh, who does it look like? Does it look like you or does it look like his dad? Or, you know, just random questions from strangers like that. So um, I've, we've heard it, especially in the beginning. Oh, we look so much like his dad, because eh? his dad is very light of complexion. Mm-hmm. So what makes it, <laughs> so what makes it um, um, really cool is that. I'm dark skinned. Um, my husband's very light skinned, um, and he's in between. Wow! So, <laughs> so yeah, it's like everything is just perfect with this boy, and he's like smack bang in between the two of us. <laughs> so, so it was like, oh, it's just like you when he was when we when he just came to our into our lives. Um, everyone said, oh, it looks just like his dad. Eh? So I said, yep, it looks just like his dad. Yes, I didn't does. say anything. <laughs> and then, yes, he looks like his dad. And now everyone's like, oh, he looks so much like Yuli. And he's, he's, he's definitely becoming just like you. And he's got all your mannerisms. Yep, he's just <laughs> like me. He's like his mama. So that's fine. Um, yeah, and sometimes I even like telling after, after people's met him and everything. And they say, um, he looks like you, he looks like the dad and stuff. And I say, Liam is actually an adopted little boy. But I, I say it because I like to tell people that I like to tell his story yeah. about what a medical he is. Such a um, story. Yeah, and, and the story is just so amazing. It's my way of also praising God exactly. for, for bringing this little medical into my life. So, yeah, I love sharing the story. That's um, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for keeping to keep the awareness going, letting people know yeah. options that are available. And as some people, you, I'm sure you might have heard the same. Some people can make comments like, oh, I don't think I can love um, a child that adopts as much as mine or, you know, things like that. So there's someone listening out there that is considering adoption. What do you say to that, to those kind of comments or? Yeah. There is no way possible I could love this boy even a little bit more. Um, even more than what I already love him. Um, You, you, from that moment, um, you, you, at no point do you feel he's adopted. We, I don't know. I don't even know why. So I don't go and introduce him as this is Liam, my adopted son, you know? Right. I never say this is Liam, my adopted son. Um, This is Liam, our son. Yeah. Because he's my son and you, you love that little child. You don't at any point during the day when you're looking at him or you, you, you're bathing him or you're scolding at him for something he's done that's naughty. Um, at no point do you feel this child is adopted. 
So at no point that love, love has no bounds. You yes. know, it, it knows no bounds. So it doesn't mean that he's adopted, you're gonna love him any less. I promise you, somebody said to me, somebody said to me once in the very beginning, said, she said to me, you know, Leanne, if you're gonna have a second baby, and if you're going to give birth to a, to a baby, you're going to love Liam more, the adopted child more than you're going to love your your um, your biological child. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So she someone said that to me, and I was like, oh, okay. That sounds strange, but I mean, yeah. I've, I've <laughs> never for once, I've never for once felt that I can't love him, um, or 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 felt that oh, um, he's adopted, so I can't give him all my love. I, I always say I can't love this boy any more than what I already love him. There's just no way I could love him more. Um, the amount of love I have for him now is incredible. <laughs> Overdose. You know? Yeah, he's, he's, he even has to tell us sometimes, just stop it, stop it, enough, enough, that's his word, enough. That's so um, cute. Love it. And now um, that, you know, you're creating more awareness and people are aware of how you were blessed with Liam, do you think yeah. that you've come across people more uh, open to that option or people contacting you about wanting to explore that option now so 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 when it comes to personal friends of mine mm-hmm. um or people that I've, I've spoken to a while and they and i tell them about adoption or how it's been um then yes they are becoming more open to it i had one or two friends that have actually helped assisted wow. with it um but it's still there's this my platform is still based on women dealing with infertility and wanting to conceive. So I haven't been able to push that because um, I feel they might, they might think like um, they saw this of no, my husband's not going to want it. And I think that is the the biggest thing is their husbands are on the way. I think, I think a mother's love is very different. um, If I have, Say it this way you know mommy can love uh, a mother can love anybody yeah. um you you can love doesn't matter what your child looks like or anything you can love that child um but the dad uh there's always this talk that that the father won't accept or the daddy won't accept so they can't even think of that um but I'm hoping to to eventually bring it in slowly into my platform to try and create more awareness that there is so many babies out there yes, um, yes. needing homes and love and stuff. I mean, I've, I've been to to other um, to these homes where the babies are, and and I wake I walk out broken because mm-hmm. I can't take these babies with you. You look at these babies and they are oh, they are so gorgeous, um, and and I want women to know that there are so many babies out there that need their help, you know. They need you as much as you need them. Yeah. So yeah, eventually I would love to bring all of that into my platform, but I have to take it baby steps. One day at a time. Small yeah. Steps, yeah. <laughs> Small steps and I, just, I need to take it. Yeah. But it's wonderful how you're sharing the story anyway and your miracle and your blessing because again, someone out there will hear about it and just think, oh, okay, I never thought about that. And now that I know, yeah. perhaps I should exploit more. So yeah. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you. you. And if you were to say, um, would you say that infertility has changed you? Sorry? Would you say that infertility changed you? Has changed yeah. you as a person? Definitely. Um, I think I've I've actually 
taken infertility um, and I've used it to my advantage and I've, I've grown stronger because of it. It's taught me to have faith. It's taught me to have patience. It's taught me that um, I can help other women out there. I've, it's taught me that I shouldn't take um, things for granted, you know, yeah. and um, it's taught me so much, but definitely patience and faith. Those two, it's definitely taught me those two. There's a big, um, there's a big but I, I, I say over and over again, um, I wouldn't change my journey for the world. I, I'm, I'm glad. There's all like again, I'm saying it all the time, but there's a reason for everything, and this was my reason. Um, the not being able to conceive and things like that, and having the miscarriages, there was a reason behind all of this, so that I could be there and and um, you know, create awareness for other women, help other women out there, um, and just yeah, use it and use it, use it to help other women, and and also be able to adopt a little boy that needed me, you know, yeah, that you needed as well. <laughs> yep, which is blessing all the way around. Yep. And now you have a foundation for Chewity Solutions. So how did that yes. come about? And um, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Yeah, so with Fertility Solutions, I actually started it about two years, two, about two years prior to Liam. So while I was struggling and I was oh, doing okay. all the research all the time, and I didn't actually launch it or anything. So I just, um, because you know, when, when, you, when you're going through infertility, you're always reading up on everything. Yes. <laughs> so, so tomorrow um, you, you've got to go for the HSG tomorrow and you start reading up and you watch the videos of what they're going to do. And um, exactly. you get signs of, <laughs> yeah. So you get signs of pregnancy tests and you start Googling and start reading. Oh, up about yeah. it. Could it be? I've got this happening. In it. So you constantly, constantly um, doing research, research, research. And then I realized doing that, there wasn't much out there for in South Africa. There wasn't an actual platform based in South Africa that was giving me all the information. And I was still feeling I was lacking. Um, here and there I was getting things, but I didn't get, I never got everything on one platform is what I wanted. I wanted one platform that I can go to. The platform I was using constantly to find out things was an American-based platform. Um, so every mm. time I, I was going through something, okay then i go to this american-based platform and i go and do research there but there was nothing for south africa so um you know i, I started it i started making notes and writing articles and doing all these little things compiling lists and things like that um and i just kept it there and i thought okay at some point i'm going to start it at some point i didn't you know kept on kept on and then eventually i felt pregnant and um you know the miscarriage happened and then liam came into play and once Liam was almost a year for myself. Mm -mm. So, so you know, I was, I was, um, Liam was a few months old. So I was staying at, so I was staying at working from home. And I thought, okay, this is my opportunity. Now I'm starting it, and that's when I started. So, um, yeah. So it's it's only been live for just over a year and a half, and it's just wow. basically to educate to educate women um, around. Um, infertility and give them all the information that they need and help and stuff and telling them that they need to just um, you need you need to start early don't yeah. wait until the last minute until you're too old to do anything um, 
and there is help out there. There's so much help out there, but we, we just need to be informed more. So we keep on trying to inform these women. Yeah, and you're doing a really great job. Your website is so Thank detailed. You. There's so much. Thank you. There. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. Awareness. And I know we spoke earlier about PCOS and the, uh, yeah. how there wasn't a lot of awareness when you were growing up. Has that changed now, do you think? I'm seeing a lot more about PCOS that I didn't even know about. Okay. So every day I'm doing, um, so you know, on Fridays I do the fertility talk and on Wednesdays I do the real women real stories and I, I do the health talks on Wednesday on Instagram. Okay. And every great. time we have someone speaking about PCOS, yeah. So every Wednesday when we have, or on the weekend, on the Fridays, when we have someone talking about PCOS, I'm actually learning a lot more things mm -hmm. that I never knew about. Um, even the, you know, the hypertension, the, you know, the high blood and the diabetes and all these things that's going on as things that I'm actually, as I'm going along, I'm also learning about, you know, um, so yeah. there was definitely nothing out there, um, or there was very little out there about PCOS mm -hmm. that I'm finding about. I'm thinking, um, things are just being spoken about more. And I yes. think things are really yes. blowing up in South Africa, especially, um, there's just so much more information and people realizing that we, you know, there is help for them, these women walking around. I mean, I'll, these days it's like I look at somebody and I'm like, mm, you've got PCOS and you probably don't even know about it. Because wow. um, because that's how I'm like, there's all these telltale signs yeah. on a woman. I'm not saying it is because I'm not a doctor. I cannot diagnose. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's all these tells You're learning about all these things and you can actually see it out there. But these women don't know about it. And the more we just keep on doing what we are doing, um, more women are going to actually learn about it. Yeah, which is great, right? Because it's yeah. like that things are changing now. People are talking more. I mean, yes, just our parents' generations. People didn't speak as much as we are right now. So, no, definitely raising much more awareness, and we know that hopefully it'll be better for even the future generations. We'll have yeah. it more easier. So, do you, you remember when I started? Um, when you asked me the questions in the beginning, um, I said to you I was diagnosed at sixteen years 16, old. Yeah. And my mom said to me, don't tell your aunties. I mustn't tell anybody because yeah. it was it was taboo. You're not allowed to talk about it. Um, it's a shameful thing. You did something wrong. Yeah. So so that was the whole stigma that was put onto you. Like you did something wrong. Um, I remember when I met my husband, I said to him, I will never be able to have children because I've got PCOS. Um, because this, this was the only thing I, I was told. Mm. I was told that you're going to struggle to have babies. Um, and that's it. You've got PCOS. So they off, there you go, bye, on your way. <laughs> so that is exactly what I was told. Um, and they just, and that is why I thought myself, mm -mm, I need to do something about this. I need to create yeah. awareness and educate people on what it is. You can do something. These, these things you can take, there's stuff you can do. Yeah. And you think of how much shame and, you know, you were so young and you just thought, oh, wow, what, what, what has this happened to me? And what have I done? Yeah. And in reality. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And again, it wasn't their fault. It was just that's the way things were back then. Uh, that's right. So and we are changing that and hoping that we keep on changing for the better. That's right. So having gone through uh, your journey so far now, what do you think you will tell 20-year-old Leanne? Wow. I tell it to eat healthy. <laughs> First of all, it's eat healthy. 
definitely eat healthy, um, exercise, and eat healthy, um, and educate yourself even more. Educate yourself on what it is the problem is, and and start early. Your fertility yeah. journey should start. Early. You were twenty years old. Go for it. If you want to have a baby, go for it. You know, you always say, oh, no, she's too young. She's 20 years old. She's not allowed to have a baby after 21. Um, after, after, before 21, you can't, yeah. you can't have a baby in our culture. You know, that's what it's like. Exactly. Um, exactly. You must be 21 before you can have a baby. And if you're 21 or 22 having a baby, it's a shameful thing. Oh, she was only 22 when she had a baby. That's yeah, people start thing. asking questions like, oh, what happened there? Why are you 22 already only and you, and you already have a baby? So I would say that, Leanne, go and have as many babies as you can because you're more fertile. You've got better yeah. eggs and everything at that age. So go for it. You yeah. know, go and see your fertility specialist early on and get the help that you need. Yeah. Um, but don't wait until you're this age. Well said. And any favorite quote or words of affirmation that you found helpful that you want to share? Oh, there are so many things. You know, because I, I create all these quotes and stuff like that <laughs> all the time, I work on all these things. There are so many. I'll look at one and I'll be like, oh, I love that. And then I'll see the next one. Oh, that's beautiful. And so I really don't have... I have any of that. It's just, um, you know, just be kind. Yes. Um, be kind to one another. Um, That's and, a big one. And I love, yeah, and, and, and I love speaking to women from other platforms doing the same that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's you know, like the sisterhood. It's somebody that you could finally speak to um, that understands what you're going through, understand yes. what you're trying to yes. do. Um, there are other women out there that, that usually, um, how can I say, they treat us bad because we're suffering from infertility. Oh, why don't you have a baby? What's wrong I with know. you? When you're, getting, yeah. you're getting older, blah, 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 blah. They would say to you, <laughs> but when you get to speak to women that's going through the same thing that you are doing or you are going through, they understand you. Yeah. So be kind to those women. Um, and because and we all want to do the same, you know, trying to do exactly the same thing. So Wonderful. yeah, because because I mean I've I've had my share, my fair share of of women trying to go at me. That's you know also in the industry and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I was just I was very saddened. I was like, a few weeks ago. I was so saddened, saddened by it, and I was like, and I just said to her, you know, we all we all got the same thing in mind. Exactly. We're all trying to create awareness. Why should we do this? We know we we go through all of this all the time throughout the infertility journey. We have to deal with this. Why do we still want to do this to each other? It's not right. Yeah. Um, but I yes. think myself, you know what? It's okay. That's probably how they are. So to leave yeah. it there. We definitely need to be more united and work together. Like you said, have the same goal. Same goal. Same yeah. goal. There's nothing different about us. We all got that same goal. Yes. And uh, you said so much inspiring and insightful things, Leanne. It's really been a blessing speaking with you. And as a wrap-up, do you have any words of advice for any other person out there, either single or a couple, considering adoption? Um, you know, I all I would want to say to them is if you are considering it, please do it. Please do it. You, Your heart will be so full. Um, you would feel and then the joy that it's going to give you. It's, it's unbelievable the joy and the blessings and 
and the amount of joy that child is going to to bring into your lives for years to come yeah um it's just such a blessing i would do it over and over if i had the choice of i would do it over and over and over again which i'm going to do (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah like yeah please just go and go and do it you it's you won't be disappointed let me tell you that you will not feel this uh, an ounce of disappointment after going through adoption thank you so much leanne for coming on the show today it really has been inspiring so informative and such a blessing i mean We've all been blessed by the story of Liam and the miracle. And it's just helped us renew our hope that, you know, God sees everything from the from the beginning. He sees the hand end and he has all the best plans for us and he'll direct it in the best way that will be best for us. So thank you for coming. I'm sure many listeners have been, have found this very enlightening and such a blessing. So thank you, Liam. And thank you for everything. Thank you, Ola. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.